When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca. And welcome to the Monday edition of Game Misconduct. I am Don LaGreca, and it's nice to have EJ Raddick back in the fold on a Monday. Of course, you can see him on the NHL Network, NHL Now from 4 to 6. He does the showcase games on Saturdays as well. EJ, how are you, buddy? I'm good, Don. I'm good. So, you know, it's crazy. It's such a long season because a couple of weeks ago, we're like, oh, the Rangers, they're in a funk. Are they ever going to figure it out? Uh, you know, Shesterkin isn't as good as last year. And, you know, these young players. And here we are. Now, what do they want? Seven in a row? Yeah, longest current winning streak in the National Hockey League after Pittsburgh's loss last night. And, yeah, we'll see what's happening with Heedle. He had to leave the game uh I'm thinking it might have been a concussion. He's had concussion situations before, left with an upper body injury, but that's really the only negative. And that kid line's working. The Sabana Jab, Panarin, and Goudreau line is really working. I like Kreider, you know, playing with VC. And really, because it comes down to you're getting better goaltending from Igor Shesterkin. And and this isn't a Fugazi winning streak. I mean, they beat Toronto that came in uh, unbeaten in 15 consecutive. They beat the Devils, who at the time had an 11-game road winning streak. So, yeah, the last couple beating up on Philadelphia and Chicago, well, that's what you're supposed to do. But now all of a sudden they find themselves in third place in the Metro and just three points back in New Jersey. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. It's been a good day. You know, go back to that game against St. Louis a couple of Mondays ago, and they were able to find a way to win a game where kind of a, you know, both teams kind of struggled in that game, but they were out to win it, and then they've kind of taken off since then. So, uh, you know, good for them. And, again, just a reminder that this it is a long season, the NHL season, uh, and, you know, teams go through ups and downs. And, you know, I talked to one coach the other day, and, you know, he said there's a couple of teams at the very top. He's not talking about very many. And then there's maybe a couple at the bottom. And then he said there's everybody else. And I tend to agree with that. I think it's really close on a night-to-night basis, and I think you nailed it. Shesterkin is playing better. I think the Rangers still have a really good roster, and it's slotted pretty well. So you put those things together, and here you go. you got a seven-game winning streak, so we'll see what happens next. Yeah, and with Carolina being hot five in a row, as we mentioned, the Rangers have won seven in a row. Pittsburgh had won seven in a row before losing to Carolina. This Metropolitan Division is really... It's really been good. I mean, the Islanders have struggled a bit recently, although that was a good win in Vegas for them. But, you know, you're talking about, you know, um, not that many points separating uh, the top spot in New Jersey, you know, right down to the Islanders as that second wild card with 37 points. So the separation is really not that great. And uh, Washington's now kind of creeping back up. They've won seven of their last ten in points and eight of their last ten. So... Looks like it's going to be a real battle in that Metro, and there's going to be, I think, a pretty good hockey team that's going to miss out. Uh, and, you know, it might just be who can stay healthy in the division. I mean, I think that's maybe what it comes down to. I mean, Washington has had so many injuries. Oshie is out again 
tonight, it looks like. So that's problematic for them. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll just see how it plays out. I mean, the Islanders, uh, it was a weird weekend for them. I mean, they had that tough loss in Arizona. And Arizona's got a little bit of a snake pit going in there because that building is weird. It's kind of a distraction. I would think for opposing teams going in there, and the Knights of Vanelka plays, he's the, you know, the, he, he's not bad. He's one of these guys. I haven't figured out yet, Johnny, if he's just a good, bad team goalie or if he's a good goal. I mean, like, because there's guys that are good, bad team goalies that, you know, they face a lot of shots, that, you know, the goals they give up, the bad goals they give up get lost in the discussion of the game because, you know, they're the hero. They made 42 saves. and It's almost irrelevant if they win or lose. It's just about, like, oh, he kept us in it. When those guys get moved eventually to teams or their teams get better, then we find out if when they are asked to make 21 saves and have four really good scoring chances in a 2-1 game, if they can do that. And that is a skill. So, uh, you know, but when he's in there... For the Coyotes, especially on home ice, they're they're a handful too because they got a young team and they play with pace and they don't know they're supposed to not supposed to be any good. So you know, a tough that was a tough loss. The Otters have lost twice to them this year. So um, you know that that could end up at the end of the year. You look at it and you say, boy, we lose, we missed out to the playoffs by one point. And that's why. Yeah, you just can't have it happen. You bounce back and beat Vegas, but it seems like everybody beats the Golden Knights in Vegas. I've never seen such a good hockey team struggle in their own building. I'm not I'm not really sure why that's the case. I was there last week. The building's filled. It's uh, it's electric, but I don't know if it's just circumstances or not, but you know, Vegas is in first place in the Pacific Division plus 19 goal differential. They're 8 and 8 at home. Yeah. And they're dynamic on the road. I mean, they've only lost, I think, once or twice on the road. Yeah, 14-2-1. Really, yeah, very average at home so far. Hard to explain. I mean, I think the spot in which they played uh, the Rangers, was the, that was a good spot for the Rangers because Vegas was coming off, I think, a, a trip. Uh, a few games on the road, and then even the Outers, the Vegas had played home, and then they went on the road again, and then came back, and so, you know, that's one of those things, I'm sure Bruce Cassidy's pulling his hair out, like, you know, why are we almost unbeatable on the road, and just very susceptible at home, I mean, they got Petrangelo back the other night, so that's a huge plus, he'd been dealing with some family issues, and glad to hear that's kind of... uh, Starting to work its way out in a positive manner. Is he has a young daughter who was dealing with some some significant health issues, but it seems like it's it's working out, which is good. And he was back in the lineup the other night. So, uh, but I, I, it's hard to figure why they've been, yeah, you know, just the five hundred home. You know, let, let's um let's stick with that Pacific Division because I think the enigma for me are the Los Angeles Kings. They sit in second place in the Pacific Division but they've got a minus 10 goal differential. Um, they're just an average team. They've won a couple of games in a row. they got Anaheim coming up, so that should be able to make it three straight. And Calgary's been average, and they're kind of hanging around. They're on the outside looking in. I have to think if the Flames get their act together, it would come at the expense of the Kings because I like what Seattle's doing. Vegas, I think, is a very good team. Where do you stand on the Kings right now, and, and can they hold on to that second spot any longer than they have? I would say this. I would say Calgary has got some real problems. So, you know, I think we think about Calgary last year and 
you know, that team right now, I, I watched them the other night against Vancouver, and they ended up losing the game in a shootout. But they got, they got some challenges. They don't have the quick strike ability that they had with Goudreau and with Kachuk, and in particular Goudreau. And, 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 you know, that it hurts, you know, Elias Lindholm. They're trying to find chemistry, and, and the Huberto is, you know, he's trying to figure it out there. And, you know, he's a different type of player than the guys that he's replacing. So, you know, they got some challenges and some injuries on defense. And, you know, Marstrom has just been uh, mediocre this year after having a Vezna-type season last year. He's been very, very average. So, for me, like, I don't know. Calgary, I think we think about him, like I said, we think about last year's playing schemes, which, which was so good in the regular season. And on paper, you would think they'd be as good despite the changes, but it's not working right now. So, you know, they end up getting a win in San Jose, and it was a much-needed win. They had lost uh, a couple in a row, I believe, leading into that. So... We'll see what happens with the Flames. As for the Kings, I think it really comes down to the goaltending. I mean, uh, Peterson's in the minors. They brought up Phoenix Copley. He's played a bunch lately. He's been okay. Jonathan Quick is is still, I think, a, a reliable guy, but only in shorter doses. I, I just don't think you can play him. You can ride him and play him like four and five and six games in a row. I think he's got to be in and out of the lineup. So maybe this is a, maybe an opportunity for Phoenix Copley to – to give up a spot in the NHL. He's kind of kicked around for a while. He was in St. Louis and Washington and the organizations there and getting this opportunity in L.A. But I think really I like their roster outside of the goaltending. And, you know, I, I don't think, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think it's, a, the, you know, they're one of these teams that's a sure lock no matter what if the goalie plays better. But but I like their team. I mean, they're good through the middle with Kopitar and Deneau. They added Fiala, you know, after last year with, the, you know, Dowdy missing time. He's back. Uh, they've had some other nice young pieces that are playing well. So I like their team, but you, you got to get saves. So that's what it, that's simple, simple as that for me, Donnie, is I think if they yeah. get saves, I have every reason to think that they'll, they can hold off Calgary based on what I'm seeing from the Flames so far. I don't think anybody believed that the Devils were going to be able to sustain their start, but they've really hit a wall here. Five losses in a row, just one point in those five losses. they got to go to Florida to try to snap the losing streak after losing on Saturday at home to the Panthers. What are you seeing out of New Jersey that just isn't clicking right now over the last week or so? Well, I think, you know, it's, you know I think it's a little of everything. They play like a little bit of a loose game because that's who they are. They play with you know, they play with a lot of tempo, and they're really fast. And um, I think teams have kind of got a little bit of a book on them now and are playing a little bit more careful against them. And, you know, it's, sometimes it's destruction over the course of the long season. I, uh, you know, I think that, you know, that they've given up some – they've made some bad defensive plays. That game against Philly, Zebras have made a terrible play and ended up in a goal against – you know, when they're making mistakes now, the puck has ended up in the net. And, uh, you know, like, Vanacek hasn't been quite as sharp as he was early. Schmidt has been okay. But, you know, they just, you know, just that's what it seems like to me, Johnny. When they make mistakes right now, they're ending up in the net, whereas they weren't earlier in the season. And a little of that is on the goalies. But, you know, those are egregious mistakes. I mean, like, Severson turning that puck over on the blue line, on his own blue line the other night, and Travis Konechny coming in. I mean, of all people to turn it over to, he's probably the one of, like, four guys that you're worried about on the Flyers. And, you know, he comes in, and, you know, again, they don't get a save there, and, uh, you know, they end up losing a tight game. So, 
you know, I, I still think their team is, is, is really hard to deal with. And uh, I think they'll figure it out. I think they miss Nate Bastion a little bit. You know, yeah. people look at that, they'll hear that, and they'll say, well, he's a fourth-line player or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's not so much. It's just that they, you take him out, he's on the second power play, and he's kind of helpful. He's been helpful in that role. And it changes. It's like taking a piece out of a puzzle sometimes, and now all of a sudden the puzzle doesn't fit as well. So he's had a shoulder issue, I think, and he's going to be out another couple of weeks. I mean, they should be able to win without him, but I do think it's kind of changed their group just a, just a tad. And uh, you know, this is as I mentioned at the start, it's such a tight league that doesn't take much sometimes. So I, I think they'll shake through it. But you know, the other thing for them, you know, when you look at it for the Devils, I mean, they got Carolina and Florida coming up back to back. So good luck with that. Then they come home for Boston, and then it's you know Christmas break, and then guess what? Boston again, Pittsburgh, Carolina. Yeah. You got a back-to-back Detroit and St. Louis. Then you got the Rangers, and then Carolina after that. So I mean, like that's a hard run. So if if you were to tell me they've lost five right now, if you were to tell me that we would talk in ten days, and say, boy, I can't believe the Devils have lost nine in a row. I mean, it's not inconceivable. No, just because the schedule is really hard. Like going into Carolina, Carolina right now is tough. Second of a back-to-back in Florida, Panthers. I mean. You know, they just came into New Jersey and beat them the other night, so that's tough. Bruins will be in New Jersey, but the Bruins, good luck. They don't lose anybody, it seems no. like. They have back-to-back. with. Then you're in Pittsburgh. I mean, this is a tough stretch right now, but I think it's really for the best interest of the team because the Devils need these challenges right now if they're going to get better and compete and, you know, and, and kind of find their game again. I think it's better to be playing these teams. So I'll be curious to see how things play out over the next uh, week two weeks, three weeks with the schedule being so tough. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. I called the Ranger-Blackhawk game last night, and the Blackhawks now seven straight losses, averaging a goal a game in that span. They've won just three of their last 24. I think it's 3-17-4 over that span of time. Um, Kane and Taves played in their 1,000th game together, and I think that was a milestone that was important for the Blackhawks to have, and it being Chicago and all that. But I, I have to think it's coming to an end soon here. I mean, the team is just a disaster. I would think that those are pieces that you could move. Likely not now because it's so close to the holiday, but I think once we get out of the holiday break and get deeper into January, uh, I would think those are pieces that they would have to sell off at this point, don't you? 
Well, listen, they they're dying to move those guys. I can tell you, you know, with this, they they have stripped that thing down in a lot of ways, and that is a demolition that's going on there in Chicago, in all areas, really. I mean, even in the, you know, all areas of their franchise, it seems like. I mean, the fact that Eddie O is not doing their games anymore, right. and I mean, it go on and on. I mean, they've changed a lot of things in Chicago, and uh, but. You know, I think the franchise would love to move on just because they're trying to, you know, let's face it, they're not trying to really win. They traded away some good young players, um, you know, just for picks and prospects because, you know, they're in the hunt for Connor Bernard or Adam Fantilli or whoever you, whoever's going to be in that top two or three. I mean, surely they'd love to have the first pick and get Connor Bernard and, and move on from there. It was going to be the almost assuredly the first pick in the draft and is a you know a really high end prospect of part of Team Canada at the World Juniors. Um, as is Adam Fantilli who plays at the University of Michigan and is another really good young player. But um, it's gonna be up to those players, I think. You know, they want I think, you know, if truth if you gave them the truth serum, right? Kyle Davidson would be like, you know, the, the what they want is for those players to publicly say they want to be moved. Because they are franchise icons. And I don't think the Chicago Blackhawks, they've done a lot of things. I don't think they want to trade. You know, those guys have no move protections in their deal. And they have a lot, you know, there's a lot of money. Those contracts are expiring. But there's still a lot of money left on them, at least for this season. So I think in a perfect world, they would publicly say, yeah, it's time, ready to be moved. And then, you know, then the management group can go and try to find the go. And there'll be takers for both guys, I think more so for Kane than Taze. But I think Jonathan Taze could be a really interesting piece for a team that's uh, really close, you know, to be in there. So, especially on an expiring deal, I mean, just for example, and I don't know if this is something they would do, but like we just talked about the Devils, and they've had this great year, and so far, and they've got all these really good young players. They play with a really high tempo. Now, Jonathan Taze is not a high tempo player anymore, really, but as the third center for the Devils, all of a sudden, yeah. you know, and the experience and uh, you know what he has been in his career. I mean, now I don't know if that's something they're even thinking about, but on an expiring deal, you know. That might be a, it. Might be a fit, and I can think of several other places that that would be a, a good fit. So that's what they're probably hoping for: that those guys uh, go public and say they want to be moved. If they decide that they don't, then it's going to be a little bit more problematic, particularly because they have those protections. But I think that's what they want to do. I mean, like I said, they've demolished that group. They've, they've stripped it down. Um, they've had injuries too. They've had goaltending injuries. Um, they're a terrible defensive team, as you watched last night. I mean, I think I feel for Luke Richardson, and I feel for some of the you know for players in there because the players always want to win, they want to compete. Luke Richardson didn't take the job to be bad, and I think Luke has actually done a pretty good job. I mean, they they've been, you know, they went in and beat the Rangers a couple of weeks ago at MSG. I mean, they've had some some wins, but it's. Right. It's going to be a long year because they just don't have the personnel. So, you know, that, that's the way I see it. What, let me ask you, Donnie. You were in the building yesterday. What was the feeling like in Chicago? Because, like, that was a place that for the last, you know, when they started winning, it was a, it, it was a party there at the Madhouse on Madison. And now in the last couple of years, slowly, 
we're seeing what we yeah. saw maybe in the early 2000s, which was a lot of empty seats. Yeah, a lot of Ranger fans and uh, kind of similar feeling, EJ, to what I felt in Philadelphia on Saturday. You know, the building's filled, but a lot of Ranger fans, a lot of fans sitting on their hands, feeling like they're there out of obligation. And just not a lot of energy, not a lot of juice. And it's not quite to where it was 15, 20 years ago where there was 8,000 people in the building because you probably did build up the season ticket base after winning three Stanley Cups in six, seven years. But, yeah, just not a lot to get excited about. And speaking of Philadelphia, EJ just came down that Cam Atkinson is going to have surgery to his neck and he's going to be out for the year. So I don't think they're really expecting him to be back, but just the injuries continue to pile up for a Philly team that is in kind of a similar state. They've got a lot of young guys. They've sold off a lot of pieces, a lot of injured players. The difference is is that Carter Hart on any given night can steal a game. You saw that against New Jersey when he made 48 saves. I don't feel like Morazic or Soderblom's going to be able to play to the level of keeping Chicago in games the way Carter Hart can in Philadelphia. Yeah, and I, you know, so you're absolutely right about that. And, and I think Philadelphia, they have a little bit more structure in their game. They have a veteran coach there and, and you know, in Tortorella, and they're they're trying to rebuild the culture there. But they, you know, they they've got, you know, at least defensively, they got some better personnel than Chicago. And you know, like I say, George is. I mean, what did he do the other night? He healthy scratched, uh, you know, Kevin Hayes, which is like I, probably the, one of their highest paid guys, if not yeah. their highest paid player. And he was their leading scorer, and they were coming off a win. And so, you know, those are two different situations. In that, like Chicago, it's like I said, they've traded away good young players. I mean, they traded away to Brinkat, they traded away uh, the kid who went to to Tampa, Hagel. Who you know they got, yeah. you know that was a good con. They got a young player, and they traded him away for picks. Because they were in a long term in Detroit now too. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I mean, they they're in a long term rebuild, and like Philadelphia, it's kind of a mixed bag because you know they have Hayes on a longer term deal. They have, uh, I guess. Uh, you know, Proveroff there, Sanheim they just signed. So they have some play, you know, they have the, you know, Couturier is, is on a long contract, but he's been injured. And they've had some bad luck there, too. I mean, they went out and got Ryan Ellis. He barely played for them. And looks like his career is over. Now Cam Atkinson is having season-ending surgery. Never played this year. Couturier is sitting in the press box. Hasn't played this year. You know, so they've had some, on, they've had some bad fortune, too. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'll be curious to see, you know, how that continues to unfold in Philly because it's... You know, with John Tortorella there, I mean, he's trying, you know, he's trying to change the culture, but, you know, he's also, I mean, I think he understands the situation is going to take time, but it's frustrating. And, uh, you know, and they do have at least the goaltender, like you mentioned, in Carter Hart, that on any given night, and if the team plays the way Tortorella wants them to play, which is tight defensively and blocking shots, I mean, they're going to be, you know, they're going to have a chance to win a few more games in Chicago, at least, you know, in the near term. All right, so tonight could be the night, really should be the night for Ovechkin going up against Detroit at home where Gordie Howe scored all those goals and Gordie Howe sits at number two at 8.01 and Ovechkin's just a goal behind. No offense to Ottawa. You don't want to see it happen in Ottawa. You don't want to see it happen, you know, against Winnipeg later in the week. You want to see it happen against Gordie Howe's old team, have it happen at home. It just makes sense for Ovechkin to tie and maybe even break, um, go past Gordie Howe and be sole possession in number two tonight. Yeah, I guess it does lay out that way, right? I mean, it's kind of funny how the schedule works sometimes that we find the Detroit Red Wings in, in Washington 
remember this game. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure that Ovi and the Caps and the Caps fans would love to see that happen in Washington. You know, the other night he had the big night. It was in Chicago. I'm sure they'd love to see it at home. And it would be there would be a little bit of an ironic twist because Gordy is most known for his time with the Detroit Red Wings for so many, many years. And, you know, it's a little sad to me just because I've been around a while myself. And, you know, Gordy Howe was, you know, growing up, Gordy Howe, he's Mr. Hockey. And uh, it, it doesn't diminish certainly anything that Gordy Howe does. I mean, this is records are meant to be broken. This is what happens. And, you know, even the great Lou Gehrig, the Iron Horse, right, his record of consecutive games was passed eventually by Cal Ripken. So, you know, records are meant to be broken for the most part. Some maybe never get broken, but uh, Alex Ovechkin has been one of the greatest goal scorers to ever play, if not the greatest. Um, so he's going to do it eventually. And tonight it seems like they're all the, you know, from the storyline standpoint, it would make sense for it to happen tonight. But I guess we'll see. Yeah, we'll have to see. EJ, great job as usual. I want you to enjoy your holiday. I really appreciate everything that you do for us every single Monday on this show. I'm glad I got to see you the last couple of Mondays, too, and watch a little hockey uh, with you, which brings back a lot of memories for me. But I want you to have the greatest of holidays, buddy. Well, the same to you and your family and those two little ones. This is the best time, uh, you know, the, the holiday season, the Christmas season for, you know, little ones like that. It's, uh, you know, as, as time, we've talked about it before. I mean, I have the three and they've you know, my youngest is 14 now, so he's on the back end of that. So, you know, really enjoy that because it does, amazingly enough, it goes by quick. So uh, you and your family have a great Christmas, great holiday, and, uh, yeah, it's great seeing you at the games. And uh, keep up the good work. You're doing a great job calling the games. Whenever I get to listen and hear you, you're just doing a fabulous job. So well, all the best, my friend. You too, buddy, and uh, have a uh, great rest of the year, and we will talk to you in 2023. You got it. All right, that's the great EJ Raddick. If you want more of EJ, you can turn on the NHL Network between the hours of 4 and 6 Eastern time and watch him on NHL Now. He does the showcase games on Saturday on the NHL Network, sometimes with with Kevin Weeks, who's also a friend of the show. So it should be a lot of fun um, hockey down the stretch here. And we're kind of obliterating the whole, well, you got to be in the playoffs by American Thanksgiving, otherwise you've got a 77% chance of not making it. Well, you're starting to see some of these teams get hot with the Rangers winning seven in a row. Pittsburgh just came off a seven-game winning streak. Tampa's finding their legs now. They've won five in a row, so there's still a lot of hockey left to be played, not just uh, all year. we still got a few more games before we get to the holiday break, and then we come out of it. It's going to be a really interesting second half to the season. we got interesting games tonight. Dallas still has control of the Central Division. They'll be in Columbus to take on the Blue Jackets, and we also mentioned that Capital Red Wing game where Ovechkin's sits at 800 goals just one shy of Gordie Howe for second all time and you know you get nostalgic and EJ's a little bit older than me certainly has a lot more memories of Gordie Howe than I do I remember Gordie playing with the Whalers when he came back to the National Hockey League but EJ can go back to that time seeing him play in Detroit but I look at it a little differently I mean Ovechkin is somebody I remember interviewing as a rookie when I did NHL live back in the day I've been there and followed his entire career and here he is just a probably just a couple of games if not tonight away from being in sole possession of second place all time and certainly eyeballing Wayne Gretzky's 94 goals away from tying him and barring injury you think it's inevitable that he's going to be sitting there at 
uh, 900 goals and maybe more by the time he's all done. Uh, the Panthers and the Bruins. Now, this would have been a big tilt last year uh, when Florida was off to the great start, but Florida's on the outside looking in. Boston is yet to lose a game in regulation in their building. The two losses both came in a shootout. So Boston 24-4-2, 50 points, most in the National Hockey League, and the Panthers on the outside looking in. We were talking about Calgary trying to get back into the race in the Pacific Division. Edmonton's got the first wild card. They're looking to get into the top three. Well, they'll be in Nashville to take on the Predators. The Islanders, they stumbled in Arizona, bounced back to beat Vegas. Now they're taking on Colorado. Avalanche are very interesting because it's kind of skewed when you look at them as being the second wild card with 34 points. They've played the least amount of games in the NHL, just 29. So they right now have a um, – when you take a look at the race in the Central Division, Minnesota's been hot. They've won five in a row. They have two games in hand on Minnesota, two games in hand on Winnipeg. Winnipeg just got word that Wheeler's going to be out for the next month with an injury, so that's certainly going to affect them. So they sit eight points back at Dallas but have three games in hand on them. So And Colorado is going to get healthier too. So I think the Avalanche, even though you look at them at the bottom of that playoff race in the Western Conference, it's going to get only better for them. So the Islanders have to watch out as they continue that road trip in Colorado. And the Islanders, uh, they right now own the last playoff spot in the um, East with 37 points and just a point back is Washington. So if the Islanders lose and Washington wins, the Islanders could be on the outside looking in, although the Islanders do have a game in hand on the Caps. So you got to consider that as well. Montreal and Arizona, Sabres and the Golden Knights, and it's just weird. Eight and eight, the Golden Knights uh, and Buffalo seeing if they can't make a bit of a climb. They've played, you know, pretty decent hockey as of late. They've won three in a row, six, two, and two in their last 10. They're five points back of a playoff spot with a game in hand on the Islanders. So Buffalo is not completely dead yet, although that game in Vegas is going to be a tough one. I can't imagine the Golden Knights being a game under 500, but it's possible. Blues and Canucks at 10.30. The race to see who might be the first coach fired of the young season. Is it going to be uh, Bruce Boudreau in Vancouver? Is it going to be Craig Berube in St. Louis? Both teams struggling so far this year, especially uh, the St. Louis Blues, 31 points. They have won three in a row. They've been up and down all year. Uh, Vancouver, they've actually played pretty well at 6-4 uh, and 0 oh over their last 10, but both on the outside looking in for a playoff. St. Louis, three points back Vancouver four Vancouver also has only played uh, 30 games so they've uh, got some games in hand on some of the teams they're chasing but not the Avalanche who've only played uh, 29 so uh, should be um, a lot of fun down the stretch okay so here's the deal the landscape for the rest of the way Um, I've got the day off on Wednesday I've got a rare uh, day off so what we're going to do is we're going to try to have the last game misconduct of this year because you know with the holiday i'll be going away and then the nhl is not playing any games after the 23rd anyway so i'll be doing the ranger islander game on thursday from the garden so since i'm off on wednesday and i'm working the islander ranger game on thursday let's do a podcast on thursday and we will close out the 2022 portion of the season then so we can load up your tweets at don lagrec hashtag game misconduct and i apologize about friday i was all set to do the podcast and a bit of a family issue i don't want to get into unfortunately got in the way so 
wasn't able to do that, so I apologize for that. But hopefully we made up for it by giving you a good 30 minutes today. So we're back again on Thursday. Want to reach out to me? Best way to do that is Don LaGreca. Hashtag game misconduct is the way to do that. Enjoy the games tonight. They've condensed a lot. You know, we don't have any of those kind of like lame no games being played. Tons of games on uh, uh, tonight, tons of game on Tuesday, tons of games on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So we don't have like any kind of dud as far as like one or two games. So we're pretty jam-packed this week. So we'll catch back up on Thursday. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again then. This was the Monday edition of Game Misconduct. This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca.